98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. 17 million people in Shenzhen have begun their first full day of a week-long lockdown. Mainland medical staff arrive in Hong Kong to help combat COVID-19. And the SAR reports a record daily coronavirus death toll. Shenzhen officials have warned that more coronavirus cases could be found as mass testing for COVID-19 gets underway after the city of 17 million people was locked down for a week. The National Health Commission today confirmed more than 80 new local and asymptomatic cases in Shenzhen and 2,300 infections nationwide. Wendy Wong has the details. The Shenzhen government said the city is facing great challenges in preventing imported coronavirus cases as the global pandemic situation continues. Shenzhen city official Huang Chang said citizens should stay home while authorities carry out three rounds of universal coronavirus testing. He said this is to identify virus transmission chains and curb infection clusters as quickly as possible. The number of infections continues to increase, and there have been many small-scale clusters in urban villages and factories. This suggests a high risk of community spread, and further precautions are still needed. Shenzhen is one of 10 areas nationwide to issue some level of stay-at-home order. The vast majority of the new cases are in far northeastern Jilin, where the COVID-19 task force has effectively banned movement throughout the province. The National Health Commission confirmed another 170 cases in Shanghai on Monday. Zhang Wenhong, a prominent infectious disease expert at a hospital affiliated with the city's Fudan University, noted that the numbers for the mainland are still in the beginning stages of an exponential rise. Mainland health authorities have warned tighter measures could be on the way as concerns mount over the resilience of China's zero-COVID approach in the face of the highly transmissible Omicron variant. The first batch of 75 doctors, nurses and assistants from public hospitals in Guangdong province have arrived in Hong Kong to assist in the fight against COVID-19. They'll provide medical care at the community treatment facility at Asia World Expo, where patients are mostly elderly and have underlying diseases. The mainland medical staff will work to reduce the number of severe and fatal cases. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the decision to send mainland medical staff to the SAR was made after a 16-member medical team from Guangdong conducted an in- inspection here last week. Mrs. Lam also said two oral antiviral drugs for COVID patients were coming on stream with more deliveries due in the next two to three months. Here's Mrs. Lam. Hong Kong SL government has been facilitating and supporting uh, the procurement by the hospital authority and uh, I am very grateful to the two uh, drug companies for giving us their utmost uh, support and cooperation because I've been in personal touch with these two, uh, the senior people in these two companies. And we managed to get uh, uh, one drug arrived uh, in its totality in Hong Kong now, that is uh, the MSD uh, drug, and the other will start to come later uh, today. So we have uh, procured sufficient quantities of the drugs for wide application amongst uh, people in need. The drugs are molnupiravir and Paxlovid.
Hong Kong has reported a, di- a new record daily COVID death toll with 249 people dying in the past 24-hour reporting period. Two-thirds of the fatalities were unvaccinated, while only four had all three jabs. Health authorities, meanwhile, reported 26,908 new infections, with around 14,800 being confirmed by rapid antigen tests. The Center for Health Protection's Dr. Chuang Shuquan was asked whether the infection figures accurately reflected the COVID situation here. I do not have an exact estimate of the number who has not reported to us through the uh, platforms, but I will urge the public to report positive cases to us so that we, we will uh, understand the, the actual situation in the community. Health authorities have cordoned off seven public housing blocks for overnight testing. In Kuntong, Tin Chi and Tin Cam houses of Shun Tin Estate as well as Li Fu House of Shun Li Estate have been sealed off. Gladiolus House and Fu Leung House in Sham Shui Po, Wing Yun House in Wong Tai Sin and Tip Mo House in Tun Wan have also been locked down. The operations are expected to wrap up at around midday tomorrow. And now the weather, mainly fine, humid with coastal fog tomorrow morning. The outlook, it will be cloudier with a few showers in the next couple of days. The temperature now is 23 degrees and the humidity is 85%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Hang Seng Index has dropped below 20,000 for the first time since 2016, hitting a six-year low. It closed nearly 5% down, losing over 1,000 points to end the day at 19,531. Hong Hao is from Bank of Communications International. The action today was affected because of the, over the weekend, the virus lockdown in mainland China. And I think increasingly you're seeing more and more Chinese being locked down because Omicron is a lot more contagious than the original COVID virus. So, you know, the risk of another lockdown is very high. So I think it really recalls the memory of March 2020, you know, when there was a lockdown, there was a epic GDP negative growth. New projections by Chinese university researchers suggest that the number of Omicron infections will stay high for weeks and only fall to around 1,000 a day by late May. They expect around 5 million people in Hong Kong to have contracted the virus by the end of the fifth outbreak wave, with 9,000 deaths. Damon Peng reports. With tens of thousands of new infections a day, experts have been debating how long it would take for Omicron to burn itself out. Previous projections by Hong Kong youth scientists had the daily caseload falling to 1,000 by April the 23rd. In all, they expected 4.3 million people in Hong Kong to get infected during this fifth wave, with just over 5,000 deaths. But speaking on RTHK, an assistant professor of public health from Chinese University, Kok Kin On, says their projections suggest that cases will remain high for weeks and only fall to 1,000 a day by late May or early June. He says it will probably take another month or so for the daily caseload to fall to around 100. Our assessment has an assumption based on the ratio of people reporting their self-test results. According to figures in the United States and the United Kingdom, out of 10 patients, only around 3 to 4 are identified. Professor Kwok is concerned about a rebound in case numbers in the coming weeks as people may start meeting up again as social distancing fatigue sets in. Speaking on the same program, a government advisor on vaccines, Lao Yulong, also said he expects the number of infections to stay high for weeks. 
The University of Hong Kong professor also warned people against thinking that getting infected is a better way than vaccination to acquire antibodies against COVID-19 because getting the virus, he stressed, could kill you. A UK-based group says the local police have told it to remove its website over a potential breach of Hong Kong's national security law. Asked to confirm whether it was ordering Hong Kong Watch to take down its website, the force said it would not comment on individual cases, but stressed that it has the right to ask service providers to disable sites which may pose a threat to national security. Natalie Cheng reports. The UK-based group, which describes itself as a charity which monitors threats to basic freedoms in Hong Kong, said in a social media post that the Security Bureau had given it 72 hours to take down its website. After criminal investigations found that it had been engaging in activities seriously interfering in the affairs of the HKSAR and jeopardizing national security of the People's Republic of China. Human Rights Watch posted a letter it said was from the Security Bureau, accusing the group of lobbying foreign countries to impose sanctions or take other hostile action against China or the SAR. In the letter, it warns the group's founder, Benedict Rogers, that he may face collusion charges. Failure to take the site down within 72 hours of the receipt of the letter, it added, could land him a year in jail and a fine of $100,000. In response to RTHK, the police said it would not comment on specific cases, but noted that it will act according to the law to suppress offences endangering national security. The public can continue to use the internet lawfully and will not be affected, a spokesman added. In a statement, Mr. Rogers said the NGO had merely reported on the human rights situation in Hong Kong and the Human Rights Watch would not remove its website. The observatory says a 4.1 magnitude earthquake jolted Hong Kong just before 2.30 this morning, with an epicenter about 92 kilometers east-northeast of Hong Kong near the southeast coast of the mainland. The observatory said it had received over 8,000 locally felt reports of minor shaking for a few seconds. Professor Chan Lung Sang from the Department of Earth Sciences at the University of Hong Kong said a quake of this magnitude was quite rare. This sort of event occurs probably once a decade, you know, Hong Kong area. It just happened in the middle of the night and so a lot of people were asleep. Otherwise, there will be a lot more people who would have felt the earthquake. We do not have a lot of felt earthquake around Hong Kong. For an earthquake to be felt, the earthquake has to be close enough and visible enough. And this one, magnitude 4 at about 100 kilometer, the ground shaking would have diminished quite a bit. We're not in immediate danger from earthquake events like that. President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine says that Russia is running out of military reserves and can't find ways to replenish them. Ukrainian armed forces are standing strong with courage and creativity. We're inflicting such losses to the enemy that he doesn't know where to find reserves, where to find help. The help for themselves, for the occupier, it's pathetic, but we have no right to relax. Poland has described the Russian missile attack on a Ukrainian military base near its border on Sunday as an attempt to threaten NATO. The Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kaleba has again called on the West to supply more weapons and apply further sanctions on Russia. Marcin Prizadich is the Polish Deputy Minister for Foreign Affairs. That is a highly provocative step taken by Russia. They surely knew where this uh, military base uh, 
uh, was placed and that this very close to the Polish border. Of course, uh, Russians wanted to threaten NATO. They wanted to threaten the people who are fleeing the country. To sport. Seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady says he has changed his mind about retirement and will return to the NFL next season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The superstar quarterback who turns 45 in August says he wants at least one more chance at a championship. He wrote on Instagram that he was unfin- he has unfinished business. In the past couple of months, Brady says he realized his place is still on the field, not in the stands. Arsenal are back in the top four of English football following a 2-0 win over Leicester. Goals from Thomas Partey and Alexander Lacazette gave the Gunners their fifth victory in a row. Their manager, Mikel Arteta, says his team should be playing Champions League football next season. Certainly we we have to be there. Uh, We should be there and our history uh, obliges us to be there. But we are not there yet and still a long game to play and and we have to go Wednesday and and try to win again. We have an excellent group of people at the club that believes in what we are trying to do, that we are very much aligned. And then it's about time and work and and belief in what you do. And then you have to put performance into result, which in football is is not always the case. But uh, in the last few months we've been much more consistent. Ukraine's Andriy Yarmolenko scored an important opener for West Ham to help them to a 2-1 victory over Aston Villa. After scoring, the winner shed tears as he dropped to his knees in celebration. The Hammers are now fifth after back-to-back wins. Their manager, David Moyes, said it was significant for Yarmolenko to get on the score sheet. Very emotional moment because you know Yamalenko comes on. We give him some time off. He was ill for the for going to Seville in midweek or we'd have travelled to Seville and he comes on, gets his going with his first goal, so it was great. We've given the boy as much time as he needs. His family are safe at the moment, he tells me. Chelsea defeated Newcastle 1-0 thanks to a late Kai Havertz goal. The victory came at the end of a week that saw team owner Roman Abramovich have his assets frozen and disqualified from being a director of the London Football Club. Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel says that isn't having any, any, an impact in the dressing room. I have trust in the team. I did not feel us that affected. Uh, we started very strong uh, in, the, in, the, in our own half and in the middle of the pitch, <clears throat> struggled a bit in the last 30 meter. It's quality of passing and precision, but I don't see the link to our situation at the moment. Basketball. Kevin Durant dropped a season-high 53 points to lead the Brooklyn Nets past New York 110-107. to It was the first time that fellow Nets superstar Kyrie Irving was able to watch the game from the bench as a spectator. He's unvaccinated and is still not allowed to work and play because of a vaccine mandate in this New York state. In Boston, Spencer Dinwiddie hit a three-pointer with 12 seconds left as the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Celtics 95-92. A reminder of our top stories tonight. 17 million people in Shenzhen have begun their first full day of a week-long lockdown. Mainland medical staff arrive in Hong Kong to help combat COVID-19. And the SAR reports a record daily coronavirus death toll. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
Sakamoto's Sukiyaki. Somebody celebrating their wedding anniversary today. I've just been told reliably over in Cardiff. Uh, Rio and Chiyu, how you doing? Happy anniversary to you. Didn't find the one that was asked for, which was Hachidai Nakamura's version, so I hope that will be all right. But uh, your mates Ken and Izzy have been in touch. Hope you're all keeping well. Had a great weekend. Hope the weather's okay over there as well. We're reckon a bit of snow coming up. Chilly as well. Thanks for tuning in. It's our second hour. We'll begin with you on our marvelous musical magical mystery tour. Up to midnight, of course, at five past, it'll be our sentimental journey. Here's your second request from the film A Cinderella Story. I'm in it. 